0: medicated babbling the rants the laughs the tiny baby steps that get us through chronic illness it's janet thomas and before we get started quick disclaimer i am not a health practitioner of any kind i'm a person with chronic illness and opinions it's my first zoom podcast this is so exciting again on the list of things to do to figure out how to record a podcast over zoom or whatever lena was kind enough to come on and help me test it out uh, Lena Anderson. She's been on the podcast before. She's an award-winning writer, health and disability advocate, and a photographer. And, and she's also had juvenile arthritis since she was four. So yeah, she's been dealing with this whole chronic illness thing for just a, just a wee bit. I'll leave her links in the show notes, but you can find pretty much everything on her site, The Seated View. She has a blog. She has links to all her social media. It's all there. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes, And in addition to being an awesome person, we're also friends. So today we're putting the babbling in medicated babbling. We decided to talk about how we're doing with society starting to open up after the initial wave of coronavirus. And then tangents instantly happened. We talk about Mother's Day, accessibility, and yeah, 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 COVID makes an appearance, but you know, it's just one of the topics just to place this in time, because everything changes so much right now, we recorded on May 23rd when Toronto is starting to get some things reopened, but it was also just announced we had an increase in cases. So obviously that increase isn't because of the changes that were just made. We won't see the results of that for a couple weeks, but I don't know. It doesn't feel very reassuring that the case numbers aren't relatively stable before we relax measures. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough position for everybody to be in. And uh, yeah, we talk about it in the episode. So here we go. But we thought we'd chat about the whole reopening business, which is okay. kind of extra scary when they announced there's even more cases now than...
1: Oh, I know. I know. I was reading in the papers that they thought it might have been related to Mother's Day and people kind of breaking the rules and going, but I have to see my mother. I like, sure, why not? And give her
0: coronavirus
1: as a present
0: yeah i texted my mom because i had a migraine but i didn't call her till the next day because migraine and uh, she didn't see the text so she thought i was a bad daughter and then she saw when she (laughs) answered the phone she saw the text or whatever she's like oh you texted oh that's so nice yes i am not that bad of a daughter
1: no well i went through my usual thing with my mother and called her to wish her a happy mother's day and despite the fact that she doesn't like mother's day she says it's invented by ad- the advertising industry and she would much rather have um attention on any other day of the year when i was growing up she actually got mad <laughs> when we wished her a happy mother's day i think it was okay this year because she misses us a yeah.
0: lot yeah I think it was invented. Like, there was a good intention behind it. But, yeah, commercial re- interests took it over really quick. Yeah, and then the woman hugely. who was pushed for it was trying to get rid of it. It's a whole yeah. thing.
1: It's a thing. It's it's actually a fun deep dive into a rabbit hole if you have the time.
0: And my mom was also, you know, for people that didn't, couldn't conceive and wanted children, like, it's not a great holiday. No so yeah she didn't like it for that reason she didn't i don't think she cared about the commercial part so much Mm. but anyway our moms are weird
1: yeah well you know yeah i actually i wrote a piece for health central on mother's day when you can't be a mother because i never had kids because of my rheumatoid arthritis and and it, it it does might, the rest of the year, I'm fine with it. I've found peace with it. But that day wasn't too bad this year because I didn't go outside and see all the the stores festooned in pink and chocolate, and which I also can't have because not allergies. So you know, it's kind of a double sting.
0: I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't have the chocolate either because migraine trigger. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Talk it's craziness. enough to
1: drive you to drink, but migraine trigger.
0: Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I know. So, I was last uh, Christmas, we were trying to figure out a friend with his family was trying to figure out what to make and that sort of thing. And I'm like, well, basically, if it's fun, I can't have it. Yes. Like, yes. If it's really yummy and really fun, no, not allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I did find, and I haven't installed it yet. Actually, I should remind myself there is an app that where you track your what you've eaten and whatnot Mm -hmm. and it like determines statistically whether it's actually a trigger or not where there's actually a correlation because some of this for me it's like try once that could be a coincidence Mm -hmm. second time it gets put something gets put on the maybe this is a trigger list Mm -hmm. and then things often sit there for quite a while because it's I'm like, when well, you had,
1: yeah, when you've had a reaction twice, do you really want to do it again?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I figure third time's an actual pattern. That's yeah. not exactly statistically significant, but I figure that's good enough for. Mm. Anyway, and some things like I figure I can have pride in small amounts if I'm not stressed, but if I am, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, I'll just avoid it altogether.
1: It's it's just to a level just becomes much easier yes. right? where it's just like I'm not just not gonna bother.
0: Huh. But no. this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. It's not that it really matters. I don't care. We can talk about whatever. The whole reason, well, other than I love talking to you, but mm-hmm. um, is that I, I since uh, I, it gets so as we were talking about before we started, uh, the whole air conditioning versus heat versus sunlight versus temperature mm-hmm. outside and inside is always crazy. So this mm-hmm. time of year. So oh, yeah. um yeah, I didn't want to have to do anything too strenuous. <laughs>
1: No, and it works, but it's like high audience. Janet and I talk to each other quite a lot, and there
0: are always side tracks. Yeah, no, this 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 is a very loose topic. Maybe <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. But yeah, I don't know. See, okay, I'm selfish because I'm human, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the whole like opening up retail and curbside pickup. I'm like, a lot of that seems is a works better for the suburbs than it does downtown.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you, like, that, that's fantastic if you have a car, but yeah. yeah.
0: But what I'm hoping, even though it doesn't work for me as well, is that it like takes the pressure off of Amazon and the like so that mm. my orders won't take forever to come in anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for part two of an order I made a couple weeks ago. Part one came earlier this week, so I was all hopeful, but no, still waiting for part two.
0: I hear you. And I'm not good with waiting.
1: No. No. No, I'm the kind of person who stands in front of the mic- microwave and says, hurry up.
0: <laughs> See, I'll use, I, I don't do that so much as I just go find something else to do and forget about it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then come back two hours later and go, where's my tea? Yeah, I do that all the time. Anyway, so opening up, which is scary.
0: But I figure... I don't know. I I doubt my behavior will change that much as things open up. Yeah. I just think
1: I'll resent it more. Like I've stayed inside Mm. for two months now and I've been out, like you can literally count the times I've been out on one hand and I'm not using literally metaphorically in that sentence. Um, But it's, um, and when I go out, it's less than five, 10 minutes. And I think, and it's been kind of okay, it's been hard, but it's been kind of okay when we were all in it together. And now when everybody who are increasingly thinking, oh, that means it's over, we can just go outside. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't. It just means that the government is not gonna take responsibility for our behavior anymore and transferring onto us. And it is sort of, every time I go out, it proves to me that we can't be trusted. <laughs> Like just so many people not wearing masks, and so many people not worrying about uh, physical distancing, and it just becomes more and more scary. I was out last weekend, went for a walk and had to cut it short because I couldn't handle it. It was just too frightening. So, and then you're looking at also decisions to open up in the face of um, not a flattened curve, but actually increase in numbers. And in Toronto, where it used to be that um, long-term care home, tragically, were responsible for, I think, 80% of cases. Now that seems to be under control. And we're talking community spread that they can't track or are not tracking because all the everything is not in place to track it and test and contact trace and all of that. So it's just scarier and scarier.
0: Speaking of tracking... Because this is a tangent, but it's an on-topic tangent, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did just listen to um, an episode of Spark where they were talking about. That's a CPC podcast, right? Yes, I actually I meant to have I have the link open, and I and I was going to tweet it, but I haven't done that yet. So I'll do that in a little bit. So it'll be out beforehand. Um, I'll put it in the show notes too. They are they do have an app. Uh, it's not out yet because it's still getting approval. That will do a lot of tracing. Mm. And they're but taking a lot of privacy. tracing? Yeah, you need to have Bluetooth and a smartphone. Oh, okay. So I think it... I, did, I was only half listening because I was multitasking. So that's why I wanted to post the link because I don't have all the details. Uh, it, it'll track your location, but they are putting privacy things into it as well. Like a lot of the information will be stored on your phone and only be there for like 30 days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But they're thinking... Like if you're, let's say, in an area that was, you know, high risk or something, you might get different recommendations than someone else Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. if so, you know, so and it'll be a lot more personalized, which is also going to be weird because then everybody's going to be in that situation where like, okay, I went here or I live here and it's a high risk area. So I should stay, you know, home Mm -hmm. except for once a week. But meanwhile, my boss is, you know, Mm. all clear and wondering what the heck is going on mm mm-hmm. So well, it's, de- it's interesting. I,
1: I do have hopes that for, like, mean, one of the great things about the pandemic, and, like, leave it to me to try desperately to find a silver lining, is that employers have actually finally realized that, oh, yes, remote work, work is not only possible, but it can also work just fine and maybe even increase productivity, which... Um, Those of us with chronic illness and disability have been rejected for years because no, FaceTime is important. So I'm hoping that the jobs that can be done remotely will just continue to be either an option, at least part of the week say or maybe wholly for those of us who are who are high risk but then what impact that has on any kind of career track you know
0: yeah that's on the other hand sight out of mind kind of thing on the other hand you're
1: alive to <laughs> to kind of deal with it but you know so but there are still a lot of people who have to be at a place in order to work and, and that doesn't work so
0: much for them yeah but, I yeah it it, it's really interesting that it's very high status and very low status jobs that are essential Mm -hmm. like doctors scientists and people that do the cleaning and the Mm -hmm. personal support workers and like it's Mm -hmm. just i find it really interesting
1: yeah and one of the things like you know we keep talking about healthcare workers and you know the heroes of the front line and the grocery store clerks and it's like can we talk about janitors please like the people who are cleaning, 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 so we can stay safe. Mm-hmm. Like janitors are, and sure, doctors and nurses, etc., are are heroes and fr- uh, first responders and all that. But janitors, shout out to janitors because thank you.
0: Oh yeah, totally. It's and even like pre-pandemic. I mean, yeah, it's a total team effort. If the rooms aren't sanitized between patients and things like that, like it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. anybody that like even the people that do the laundry like it just there's so many things that you don't think of until you have to think of it yeah exactly
1: i was um i read an article about uh i think one of the the indigo is a large bookstore in canada that was open was the one in on Bloor Street, which is really big and has like this nice uh, stairway in the middle. And somebody was quoted as, as like they are assigning certain people to like wash everything, except including the banister. And somebody was saying, oh, wow, this is really dirty because it has never been cleaned before. Like, this is one of the things that when you are a high risk, or a, which I am partly because of RA, but also because I'm an, an immunosuppressant medication. This is one of the things you learn. Don't touch things that are public, get touched by a lot of hands, and are, is unlikely to get cleaned off. And then that's ATM buttons, pin pad buttons, elevator buttons, banisters, etc., right?
0: I am hoping that more things become automated in terms of like... Yes. Like I remember apartment buildings and condos, They used, you used to have to use your key and open the door with your hand which was always annoying when you were coming home with bags of groceries or shopping or whatever. (laughs) So now like most of them have switched over. I'm sure there's still some that haven't. But like I remember going to my grandmother's building ages and ages ago and you had to put the key in but it was on the side, and then the door mm. would automatically open. Mm. So like, this is amazing. Why doesn't everybody have this? And mm-hmm. now, of course, I do have the sliding door, so life is, life is good. Well, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, it,
1: it's, and in, 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 to me, it's an, um, a universal accessibility mm-hmm. issue. It's like, yeah, don't give me a button. Like, okay, a button is better than nothing, but it's usually placed way too high for anybody in a chair to reach it. The automatic door button that is but if you just do an a, a a thing that opens when you you come within the view of a sensor guess what's that's accessible to everyone
0: i know i hope there's more but i hope there's other things other than just the doors that become automated mm. yeah because that would be awesome yeah
1: yeah i saw somebody talking about uh office towers installing for the elevator instead of having a lot of like being able to stagger people and installing that thing where you say, I want to go to the 14th floor and it then tells you that that's a particular elevator instead of you standing there looking at everything. But again, like those things tend to not be accessible when you use the wheelchair, so yay.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's always problems to everything. Nothing's perfect, I, but, you know, we can get a little closer, I think.
1: I think so, but that is one of my current soapboxes is all these efforts that are meant to protect us from coronavirus. There isn't a lot of talk about the accessibility of the measures. Mm-hmm. Like, I completely understand the plexiglass shields um, that are at checkout counters, at my pharmacist, and at a lot of stores that are opening up now. But it makes it really difficult <laughs> when you use a wheelchair because it makes it next to impossible to interact with things like the pin pad to pay your, your bills, etc. Yeah, and
0: and again, I find... I, do, I also, um, I've known this a long time, but um, I read lips a lot. I, I, I think of it as part of listening. So the whole yeah. mask thing, I think everybody's mumbling.
1: Well, and, and it's just like, and this conversation also didn't happen. Like, what do you do if you're deaf or hard of hearing and you're relying on facial expressions and like facial expressions, huge. Part of ASL or if you're reading lips they, it, there's this whole group of people that have been completely
0: cut off. Mom found or uh, she found an article or something this was a while back uh, people were making the cloth masks but they put yeah. like a plastic insert in the yeah. so that in so that you can see the, the person's lips but yeah you'd have to know to do that because you had a deaf person in your life or mm. you know that's not just going to be the random person that you're going to be interacting with
1: exactly which means it's going to be even harder for for somebody like with that kind of disability to basically figure things out in the world so
0: though mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so i have okay i have I, I i went in my high school we had some deaf students which is why i learned i read lips because i remember we could co- we could communicate without any vocalizations whatsoever i'm like what nobody else does this this is what <laughs> we do anyway I know, like, a few very basic signs. And mm-hmm. one of them is the thank you. And it's my instinct now to use it. because, and But nobody else would know what it is. So Well, yes.
1: Well, but I wonder if that's going to be more of a thing. Because now that we have to pivot away from handshakes and hugs and etc., are people going to start using more signs? Which would be interesting.
0: Yeah, and which the sign language people, you know, people that use it now are probably like, see, it's awesome. Why weren't you using this the whole time?
1: Ex- well, exactly, right? So this became more about accessibility than the opening up, but I, I guess the two are. It's all,
0: it's all related. It is, but yeah, I know I, when I was you know at the end tail end of working, I, yeah they I asked for permission to work from fo- home from la, 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 la. can't speak, so I worked from home part of the time, just sort of when it was you know necessary or convenient, but yeah they would not give me permission to work from home full time, and so I just did it anyway, and nobody. Said anything, so I just did it. So I thought I'd ask for forgiveness instead of permission, and uh, that worked out. But that's that's a not a typical case.
1: Yeah, but and it, but it's one of those things. Like it's it is so. It's such a yeah, how to describe this. It's so old-fashioned and unnecessary. I read a book called. It, it was about how to deal with overwhelm, and mm-hmm. it it was especially from from women women's point of view right and it basically said it's like listen like this whole face time is necessary it's just ridiculous because it's it, in so many jobs and again like yes and so many jobs that are related to having a certain level of privilege is there but it, it's like you're looking and going why do you have to go to work I, I work remotely if my employers in the U.S.
0: Oh, yeah, works. that's it's one of the fine. reasons I could get away with working from home without asking for permission was because mm. I very rarely worked with anyone that was actually physically in my office. Yeah. I mean, like, I had people that were on my team, but I we always worked with other people's teams, so it was just, mm. it was crazy. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I thought mm-hmm. of something and then I forgot it. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, I, I, I... Oh, oh mm-hmm. accessibility oh, 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 and then stuff like that this whole remote doctor's appointments thing is oh awesome my God. and yes. a lot of them seem to hate it they're like but i want to see people and it's a I'd like bloody hell it takes me like an hour and a half to get there then i have to wait though granted now they're doing the covid thing so they're ferrying you in and it's you know i think mm. a lot more militarized mm. in terms of the timing then i have to wait like ha- at least half an hour if not more mm-hmm. and then i go to have a five minute appointment at which point you drop a bombshell on me and i'm mm-hmm. like emotionally distraught so then i have to like Keep my shit together for the hour and Mm -hmm. a half to head home, Mm -hmm. and then I can like you know uh, yeah. Well, and it it,
1: there are absolutely times when if an in person doctor's appointment is important, definitely. Uh, There are so many other times when, and and my doctors tend to be closer, but even just seeing my family doctor, which I used to do pre-pandemic to get my shot of biologic medication because my dexterity in my hands sucks so much that I can't do it myself. But it would mean that we're talking between half an hour if I was lucky or up to an hour of my time. most And and in order to get into the office to see the nurse or the doctor, have a shot, talk about everything else unhealth-related, because by then, like, I'm there, I'm healthy, I'm just here to get a shot. So we chit-chat, right? But even without the chit-chat, If you're looking at just the shot time, that's less than five minutes. And you're Mm going to take an hour out of my day for that. Now, granted, I do need to be there in person (laughs) for a shot that helps. But if you're just there to get a, a repeat prescription, or you're there to get a form filled out, or you're there to follow up on a test, it can be done by a phone call. And I'm finding that as I've had a couple of telehealth appointments, they happen on time. <laughs> they move right along, and and I'm very happy with it. And I do think that it needs to say, because they, I bet you you could come, ca- uh, you could cut down waiting periods in doctors' offices if half of the people who are who don't need to be
0: seen. I would concur, except I know what's going to happen is mm-hmm. they'll just schedule more people, and then the wait times will be back to where they were. Yeah. So yeah. so I, 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 I share the hope, but it probably won't pan out. I, I think one of
1: the tricks to cutting down wait time is figuring out when the clinic starts and booking it first thing. Like I tend to I don't book my appointment first thing in the morning because I don't work well first thing in the morning. So it's first first appointment after lunch.
0: Don't tell people that. That's my <laughs> trick too. I don't want everybody else stealing that first one okay. after lunch is always the one I try for. Oh, yeah.
1: And if I have to, like, once you start getting to, like, two or three o'clock, let forget about it. You're going to be sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour if you're lucky.
0: And it's also sort of doctor-specific. Mm-hmm. I know one of my old doctors, Friday afternoons, mm-hmm. I think he, he sort of had that set aside for paperwork. Mm-hmm. He'd take appointments, but otherwise he had to go do his paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I think the wait times were comparable, But he would talk to me forever because he didn't, like, none of this five minutes kick you out of the office. It's like, no, please talk to me. Otherwise, I have to go doing the boring part of my job that I hate.
1: This was Dr. G, right? Yeah. Yeah, we go to the same clinic. This was not my doctor. And he would, he had this rule that you could only talk about one thing.
0: Oh yeah, I do that he, all the time.
1: Yeah, and it, it, like he was great if you are a generally healthy person, but not great for people with chronic illness. But he would last like his one an assembly line of five minute appointments, just and he would keep it moving, and he would be more or less on time.
0: He wasn't bad. But
1: I vastly prefer my doctor, who will actually sit and talk to you until you're done and so she tends to run late but i'll put up with it because they have a chronic illness i am not that simple i'm not basic i'm i, I am i'm medically extra <laughs>
0: I also learned when to ignore him because, you know, I remember once it was, I think it was like the annual physical. So that's a longer appointment anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's three things. And he, he yeah. did the whole only one thing per appointment. And I'm like, uh, I'm like yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. So here's the first one. And we did everything like he was taking my blood pressure while we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. We got through all three things. Lickety split. No problem. There was still time even just to chit chat while we were doing mm-hmm. all the rest of it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, just plow through. Ignore them. It's all good.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Ah, uh, so yeah. yeah. So this was allegedly about <laughs> we, Well, yeah, we said yeah. Let's talk about opening up, and then we sidetracked as usual. This is this. This was a, a kind of very focused version of our normal conversations, which which yeah looks like a, a a ball of yarn that a kitten got into
0: yes but like you said it's more focused because this time we're not like (laughs) clicking on this and doing that and going what and we're not it's not like you know it late in the evening when all the brain cells have gone to sleep but haven't told us yeah yeah
1: Yeah, until we actually like click on the meeting to start and go hi (laughs) Uh,
0: i'm gonna pretend to be awake oh that didn't last long yeah
1: yeah. yeah. Well, at least so. So Janna crochets, and she'll crochet during a meeting, which means her finger, like, like the part of brain, her your brain that wants to skid off and do other things, that's kind of connected to to your hands doing something is occupied but i can't knit anymore so sometimes during these meetings i admit to kind of going on like real estate listings and looking at the house porn or something in the meantime because that part of my hands and that part of my brain needs something to do in order to stay reasonably focused but oh. it also fucks with sorry it also messes with my focus um so yeah that's a mess
0: Heather ordover She has a whole thing. that I don't know if it's the official term. It's the term she uses, which is cognitive anchoring. Mm -hmm. And that's that whole, like, if you're doodling so that you can pay attention Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Or the crocheting or whatever. And, yeah, that was the other perk of working from home was I could do things like that. When I was in the office... Even though Mm -hmm. we weren't supposed to go on random websites, it was like the cute cat pictures, like cute Mm -hmm. overload and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, if you go do your email or something, your brain's going to switch over. Oh, yeah, completely. And you just need that little bit so your brain can have.
1: But I love that. This was very useful. Cognitive anchoring. I'm not distractible. It's cognitive anchoring
0: yeah she's thinking of do i think she was she has a talk on it i can't remember but she was thinking of doing another webinar because especially Mm. with kids with like add adhd whatever it's called Mm. these days they're having a lot of problems with the online uh oh i can't imagine yeah
1: yeah like i I know one of my friends has um one of her sons has adhd and was in school was like basically had his individual's educa- individualized education plan, and had um, at the time like Walkman, iPod kind of thing, so he could just pop it in and play music when he was, or he had a fidget spinner ish thing and could just use that to help him focus in class, and it worked really well.
0: Oh yeah, even just letting people stand instead of sitting their desks can do mm-hmm. magic. But it's funny though, because I know I know um, again, throwing my poor mother under the bus if i'm <laughs> if I'm doing something and she thinks it's really important, whatever she's saying, and I'm like doodling or doing whatever so that I can focus on it, yeah, I don't know if it's if it's you know she she went to school she you know was taught by nuns, I don't know if it's uh, their yeah, voices, yeah. it sounds like their voices is coming out where mm-hmm. it's like put everything down, you must don't that you're not paying attention if you're doing yeah. these other things, yeah. It's like, no, exactly the opposite.
1: Yeah. Like if I pick up my phone and look at it, then yeah, no, yeah, I get that. But um, because that's just, that hits the rude button with me too. Although I have been in conversations with your mother where it's just like, yeah, just need to, some text came in and just look at it and she stops until I'm done. And I'm like, right, I'm being rude, put it down. So yeah, cognitive anchoring. There you go. I learned something today. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. And the other thing, this is an unintended consequence of, of, of COVID. Is this like mother-themed this time? I think so. Anyway, because uh, now the whole family is doing the Zoom thing. We were doing Skype for a while. Now it seems to be always Zoom. And oh my gosh, I have to be so good about my statuses. Because if I move that mouse, half the time my mom calls me. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, what the heck? Ha- this is dangerous. Uh, Who taught her technology?
1: <laughs> I think you did.
0: Yeah, I know. Mm, I know. <laughs> okay. I think, I think we're running of steam. Okay. I think that's more than enough blah, blah. Hope you liked our rambling conversation. There were a few times in there when the Zoom or the internet lag made things sound just a little funny, but I think this is a success. I'm totally okay with it. One thing I did forget to do was I like to end the podcast on a dash of happy but I forgot completely so I'm gonna use Lena's shout out to all the janitors everywhere for keeping us safe and and keeping everything clean and hygienic as her dash of happy because yes that's awesome thank you thank you thank you this time my dash of happy is air conditioning it gets super hot in my condo and this place would be unlivable right now if there was no air conditioning I honestly don't know what people are going to do this summer. I mean, we've had a little heat wave and I think they've opened up a few cooling centers. But usually it's libraries and things like that that are the cooling centers. And most of that's still closed. I mean, I remember hiding from the heat, you know, going to the pool or like hiding in a mall or a movie theater somewhere that's air conditioning. Not everything's an option right now. Yeah. I'm worried about people. I'm worried about people for all sorts of reasons. But this is not about that. This is about why I'm happy and I am very happy that my air conditioning is on. I couldn't live without it. Alright. I think that is, is the end. Let's wrap up and do all the housekeeping. As always, please subscribe. I mean, I know everybody says it, but extra please subscribe because there is no schedule. Launch this once a month, usually near the end of the month, but there's no set date and do the whole rate and review thing, recommend it to a friend, subscribe a friend, you know, do all those things. You can find Medicated Babbling pretty much anywhere on the internet. There's a website that doesn't have much, most of the social medias I'm on, not very often, but I'm there, I try. Just search for Medicated Babbling, it should come up. Except for Twitter, I'm M babbling on Twitter because Medicated Babbling was too long. I also post stuff on Instagram under JT Art and stuff for my own personal stuff. You know, just random shit. I'm on the internet. Go find me if you want. You don't have to. So again, thanks to Lena for being my guest and helping me out. To Fresh Kills for the intro and outro music. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, the listeners. I can't believe that you guys are still listening to me blather. This is this is weird. Anyway, so thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, don't forget you matter. And I'll talk to you next time. One, two, three, four. Get it. One, two. Three. Oh, get it! One, two, three, three, three! Oh, get it! Oh,
1: oh, get it! Oh, oh, oh.